This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate, presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast. We are here, of course, again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And of course, I am Rafael Di Furia, and today we wanted to talk a bit about what things look like for an individual who may not want to live in Italy full-time, but still wants to make sure that their property is taken care of. How do you manage your property out here? And of course, this is somebody that somebody can do on their own, but uh, this is something that also you and your team do help people out with on quite a regular basis, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, of course, many of our clients, they purchase their property with the intention maybe of living in Italy someday full time, but they're not really ready yet. So they want to have their property managed and taken care of while they are not living in Italy, or maybe they want their property to be uh, rented out mm-hmm. um, while they're not living in Italy. And these are services that we at ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com offer. Interesting. So I guess maybe what well, we have done episodes in the past about there are many people who do purchase property here uh, without ever needing to come here. And that's something that you do help people with. But what is maybe the first step after that to make sure that everything is okay and it's moving ready for the person? Well, many of our clients, after they've purchased their property, they ask us to set up the utilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, a property uh, comes of course, empty in Italy. We talked about that, but also you do have to set up utilities like gas, water, electricity. There are situations where the previous owner has everything already in place. So you only have to transfer the name on the contracts and transfer them over to the new uh, owner. But there are other situations where uh, nothing is working in the house and you have to <laughs> set uh, up the utilities. So what we do is we can go to the gas company, electricity company, and uh, water company. Sometimes it's different companies. Sometimes it's one company, depending on the area where the property is located. Of course, we help our clients determine which one is best, uh, which offers the best services at the best rates, and we help them Uh, set up utilities. Uh, We do need a power of attorney to do that, Mm -hmm. um, to enter into contracts in their name and on their behalf. But um, that's something that we do on a regular basis for our clients. Now, when the utilities are uh, set up, the clients will start receiving uh, the bills in the mail that need to be paid. Now, uh, the old school method of paying those bills is to actually go to the post office with right. with the money and you pay them. But <laughs> now there are other um, types of uh, other ways of paying these right. bills. Like the easiest would be to receive the bills via email and actually also pay them mm-hmm. um, online. Right. So it's not even necessary any anymore uh, that you have a an Italian bank account. It right. helps. It could be the only solution in, one, in some cases, but it could potentially be possible for you to be charged in your uh, foreign credit card, or on your foreign credit card or in your uh, foreign bank account. That's actually something I know. Um, there's at least one company here in Italy for electricity or gas, I, I don't remember. Maybe even they do both. I oh, know they do both, Never mind. Um, that will accept uh, payments via PayPal. 
Um, so that's actually something that's really impressive. And like you were talking about uh, paying it through just online, um, one of the ways I've seen of being able to do that is that it's still technically through the post office, uh, but some banks will have uh, it within their app that you can just input the information that's on the bill and pay directly through your bank account. You pay your bank fee plus the post office fee, uh, but for the convenience, it's worth it. And then even some applications will allow you to even uh, scan the the code that's on there and allow you to just make it happen very easily and very quickly. But sorry, I interrupted you there. No, that's that's an excellent point. And probably something that is worthwhile mentioning is that in Italy, uh, some things take time and proceed slowly. Right. So when you have to set up utilities, especially if maybe you want to live in the property initially for a little bit or if you are ready to rent it out, just make sure that uh, you keep in mind that it might take some time, <laughs> yes. some, some weeks, maybe yes. a couple of weeks to set up the uh, utilities or maybe to set up the internet for yeah. the technician to That's actually come. That's not unusual come. to have it take a month even like yes. for the internet. When in Italy, you know, things take their time. Right. <laughs> Especially certain times of year, like uh, during August. That's, of course, probably the worst time to move to Italy or to make a move happen in Italy uh, just because... Like if things are slow in Italy, that is the the epitome, the, the the tip of the top of the iceberg of how slow things can get sometimes. But moving on, what if a person isn't planning to live in their property right away? Um, I guess maybe even just the first thing in preparation of if, if they're going to take a vacation here or they want to do something else. How hard is it to find a cleaner and organize for the apartment or the house or whatever to be spick and span and ready for somebody to be there? Well, that's something that we have a client with. Of course, for a foreigner, it's not easy. It can be not easy to find a cleaning service or somebody who can come to clean the house. But uh, that's something that we help our clients with, with on a regular basis. Uh, of course, we have a um, we have connections throughout Italy, and we can easily find you know somebody local, uh, some local company, uh, which can um, come right away or regularly over time to clean the place. Uh, we can arrange uh, for them to have the keys or not have the keys, and it depends on the specific case on what our clients want on what they ask us to do. Mm -hmm. And so I guess once you've already got it spick and span, everything's ready to go, you're gonna decide what you wanna do with it next. Do you wanna be in there or do you want to rent it out? And maybe first we should talk about renting it out. How does that work here? Uh, are there any tax implications or do you need to uh, have any insurance to make sure that everything's okay? Or I mean, where does the person even start with that? That's something that we help many of our clients with. So like I said before, a lot of our clients, they purchase the property, but they are not ready to live in the property. Uh, they will want to live in the property in the future, but in the meantime, they want to rent it. And we do help people um, do that on a regular basis. Uh, maybe we can start off with the long-term mm -hmm. rentals. So if you want to rent it long-term, contracts that we have in Italy are either four years plus four years or three years plus two years depending on which way you want to go what you have to do is you have to sign a contract which you can even sign from distance or through an agency or through our firm of course and uh, you will sign the tenant will sign and uh, the contract will have to be registered with a local agency there are taxes that you have to pay of course on the rent mm -hmm. um, that you are getting and there are several ways of uh, 
calculating those taxes depending on also what uh, tax regime you choose to use. And um, the thing is, once you rent out the apartment, uh, you can't really break the contract or ask the tenant to move out before the expiration of the contract. So if you chose a three plus two years contract, you'll have to wait three years. Whereas your tenant can go out of the apartment as long as they give you notice. Uh, like It depends uh, on what is written on the contract. It could be a three months notice or more common, a six months notice that the tenant has to give so that you have the time to find a new tenant. Of course, you can evict and start an eviction process if there are uh, issues with the tenant, the property itself, if uh, the rent is not being paid, or if damages are being caused Mm -hmm. to the property. Or maybe they're making like a lot of noise and the police have to be called a number of times. Exactly. Now, um, it is possible to rent out your property even long-term from abroad. It is advisable to use a professional in Italy who can help you with the tenant or tenants um, who can help uh, collect the rent or make sure that the property is properly used, that no damages are caused to the property. Uh, Of course, there are um, ways of renting the property short term. Somehow you need more be more involved because you know uh, it's not one tenant right. that stays for years. It's multiple uh, tenants that stay for a short period of time. Right. A lot of people choose to go with a one-year contract, which you can do in some areas. Uh, normally, the areas that are more uh, for tourists. And finally, you can choose to uh, rent it out through Airbnb or uh, Booking.com, for example. Um, you will need, uh, of course, somebody who you can trust on site that can uh, make sure, again, that the property is not damaged, that uh, the keys are uh, collected and handed over to the next tenant. Uh, there are ways of making that process kind of automatic, like some uh, properties have this uh, keypad where you can right. just enter a combination. And, and you the can, person can get in and out on their own. Exactly. Or there are some boxes where you can put the keys when you're finished and the right. next person can collect them. But it's always best to have a person who can handle um, the short-term rentals through Airbnb or booking um, for you, somebody that you can trust. Interesting. So um, are there also any management companies or is that something that you also handle? We do also handle those aspects, but there are also, of course, um, companies that only do deal with those things. Interesting. Specialize in, uh, uh-huh. you know, and exclusively do that. I get you. And so what would a person expect uh, that at the end of all of this, um, say, if there is any damage to their place, uh, what would be their recourse? What would they have to do? Like, say they have a tenant, um, short-term or long-term, who has maybe broken a wall, worst-case scenario, or broken furniture. Uh, what, what would be their recourse in that situation? Well, in the case of a long-term contract, uh, normally what you do is you request a security deposit to be paid in advance before the person enters the property, uh, which is normally equal to two or three uh, monthly rents mm-hmm. that you just keep um, in your bank account just in case some damages are uh, made to the property. And um, in case of damages, you can retain the whole amount or a portion of that amount to cover the repair costs. Mm-hmm. 
For short-term contracts, it really depends on how you handle the situation and through which service you know you handle uh, mm-hmm. the renting of your property. For example, if you uh, do it through Airbnb or privately, uh, you may need, for example, an insurance to cover for uh, potential damages. Interesting. And since we've already talked about uh, some of the financial sides, like if somebody decides to rent this out, what are maybe some of the taxes that they would have to pay otherwise, like a, a city tax, a property tax? What does that look like for the average person? Of course, you will have to pay taxes on the income that comes from the rent, uh, but you will also have to pay the annual taxes on the property, which vary depending on the area in which the property is located. Uh, they're normally quite low in Italy for a normal property, for a, for a regular apartment or a single, you know, normal house. It can be like as low as just a hundred, a few hundred euros. Uh, you may, of course, need an accountant in Italy to carry out this for you. We have several partnerships with accountants throughout Italy, which we can help facilitate. So if you are purchasing a property through us, with us, if you're renting out your property uh, through us, we will also refer an accountant that can help you with the financial aspect of paying taxes in Italy. And just to finish this episode, we have spoken a lot about this before, but I think while we're on this topic, it's worthwhile to understand how a person can actually come to Italy and stay in their property uh, if they decide that, okay, fine, I made my investment, I took my time that I needed to get to Italy, now I am finally ready to move into my property or just to take a vacation here. What would some of those preparations look like? That's a very good question. So there is a list of countries, uh, including the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, uh, countries that Italy has a good diplomatic relationship with where uh, their citizens they don't need a visa to enter Italy for up to 90 days mm-hmm. 90 days every 180 days so three months every six months that's the time that Italy allows those uh, the citizens of those country countries to remain in Italy without the need for a visa of course if you want to stay for longer so if you're ready to relocate to Italy long-term, you will have to apply for a visa, meaning the fact that you have a property in Italy doesn't mean that you have the ability to reside in Italy without limits. Um, So if you want to enjoy your property for longer than 90 days, you'll have to apply for some sort of visa. Uh, It could be an elective residency visa. We've talked about that in another episode. It could be a work visa or student visa. Um, The elective residency visa is a visa meant for retired people. So people who uh, retire, choose Italy as their uh, home while they retire. Um, and that's one of the probably one of the easiest visa that you can visas that you can apply for. But in general, unless you're willing to go back and forth, you will have to have a visa in order to be able to reside in Italy long term. Or dual citizenship, I'm assuming. Of course. <laughs> well, of course, I have to plug the Italian citizenship podcast because that is another pro- project that we do together where we have a lot of fun. And it's been close to two years since we started that project. Uh, maybe this episode will probably come out around that time that uh, 
we actually got started. But wow, what a journey it's been, man. Anyway, I think this is a great place that uh, we can end off this episode. So of course, if you're interested in more discussions like this about Italian real estate and everything to do with being able to call Italy your home, be sure that you're subscribed to this YouTube channel or you can also subscribe to the audio only podcast. But the bonus is if you are subscribed to this YouTube channel, you also get to be subscribed to the Italian Citizenship Podcast. And also if you're interested in more about life in Italy, living in Italy as an Italian dual citizen expat and more, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furio, or you can find my audio only podcast called Not Your Average Globetrotter, where I talk about these related subjects as well as show you this beautiful country that Marco and I call home. And of course, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We, of course, have been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian from ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Thank you so much for joining us again. And we will see you all next time. Thank you. Later.